This is HPR episode 1990 entitled Pomodoro Timer, The Evolution of a Script Part 2, and is part of the series Bash Scripting. It is hosted by Nacho Jordi and is about 29 minutes long. The summary is Further Evolutions of a Pomodoro Script That Got Life of Its Own. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi everyone, this is Nacho Jordi, broadcasting one more time for Hacker Public Radio. And welcome to the second part of Pomodoro Timer, the evolution of a script, part 2. First of all, for those who haven't heard the first part of the of this series, I'm going to make a brief summary of what is it about. Previously in Pomodoro Timer, the evolution of a script... The Pomodoro technique could improve my productivity, but I need some kind of timer. Have you checked internet? TomatoTimer.com is the way to go for me. But what happened today? Oh my god, it's disappeared! Now I'll have to write some kind of code. So... There I was. I had just done my first minimal bash script. It was a simple loop showing me how many seconds were left of the Pomodoro or of the break. And um, from that point on, as I mentioned in the end of the previous podcast, the the scripts tend to grow once you, you start them. So for this script, the basic philosophy... I took for a long time, I resisted to make any effort in it, but as you get more stuff done, you get more ideas and more enthusiasm to add stuff. The initial idea was using for the architecture of the program, just copying the things that I had liked of the Tomato Timer, a program that, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I had used after a long elimination of other Pomodoro timers that I liked. So I I took it very, very slowly. At first, uh, like I say, I, I spent two or three weeks with the initial script, just not wanting to touch anything, just doing my stuff. And, and then um, the first changes were very incremental, very small baby steps. One one of the first things I did, because it had a great return on the time invest, investment, was adding the hour. 
noticed that I was checking the the hour all the time in the in my window manager, which is rat poison. It there isn't per se um, a program bar where you can check the hour. You have to use a key press. So I, as I had to check the Pomodoro timer, I I thought to gather those two pieces of information in the same screen to save a lot of key presses. That's what I did. In the end, uh, with Pomodoro, you are having a relative measure of time. How many Pomodoros of work you've done? A Pomodoro, again, is a 25-minute period of uninterrupted work. But the hour, it's like, the in a way, like the absolute time where you know you have uh, till 3 p.m. to work. That's uh, like the container within which you can put your pomodoros or your breaks or whatever. It's like you need both pieces of information. So this first change in my script was very easy to do, just with the command uh, date and one of its options with its weird syntax that requires the percent percent sign. A bit tricky, but easy to find in, in the internet how to do stuff with a date command. And it was, like I say, a very easy thing to do. It took me like five minutes, and then as it's something, it's on screen, it gives you a different feel. You feel like your script has already taken a huge step which encourages you to do the next thing and the next thing after three weeks of watching seconds I, I felt that uh, a countdown in seconds caused a lot of of disorientation it's difficult to know when you have in front of you 1327 seconds you don't get a real idea of how how much time you have left. You need to see uh, time conversion to minutes and seconds. Mm. So, luckily, this this in itself is a diffi more difficult thing to do. In general, time arithmetic it's a nightmare. for encoding um, but luckily I, I had a code snippet I I had researched for another project of mine taken from and adapted it from the internet so again it was very very straightforward to, to implement and uh, again it was a substantial uh, improvement it started lo to look uh, something nice and neat and and presentable in society mm. what else um, again what one what makes me um, what I find surprising about those those changes it's like they were like suggested to me every each of them were like the obvious next thing to do. Um, the next one was also very obvious. Uh, like I say, the, my first option for to 
to get a warning of the end of the Pomodoro periods and of the, and of the end of the break periods with a, a sound okay, a voice that said okay, taken from the from the open office sound library. I cho chose this option because I used headphones. I most of the time in that period, I I worked in a in a library and I used headphones. But more than one in more than one occasion, I forgot to switch the the headphones to plug them in, and it gave place to quite embarrassing moments with a strange voice that said okay in the middle of library so I decided that it, a good alternative would be using a visual some kind of visual bell instead always looking from for the for simplicity and the easiest thing to do I decided to use the xlock command the xlock command uh, Many of you will use that program. It's a screensaver with a lot of options. Like um, you can use passwords to lock the screen and different effects. I I've always used it just to put the the screen in to blacken it with no effects. That's the way I like it better. I think. We live in an, an age full of distractions and of flickering screens and five-second messages, and I try to take away as much of that information out of my life, and that's why I already knew how to blacken the screen with the xlock command. You'll find the exact command because I don't remember it. You'll find it in the in the script, which I'm going to provide in the show notes for anybody interested. And uh, yeah, when I did that, anyways, as I was doing it, I I didn't want to throw away the code for the or the option for the for the Sonic Bell. Because sometimes it's still useful in other contexts. For example, when I'm working in a more private environment than a library, and uh, or and maybe I'm doing something by the computer but not at the computer, then it's nice to have that that signal that tells you that the Pomodoro period has ended. So. It took me then having two options. I, I it took me to the need to create some kind of menu. Again, uh, the the script was like telling me what to do, and uh, the simplest uh, menu option I one can build in Bash is using the echo command to to print that text in the screen to print the options. Do you want a visual bell or a sonic bell? And then the read command that asks for text input uh, and puts it in a variable which you can later check. So that's how I how, uh, how the Pomodoro script reads became interactive. The first time it became interactive. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I 
if I mention it before also um, I was I was at that point uh, I don't know I remember what came first but of course um, instead of changing at, at first I when I wanted a Pomodoro I changed the seconds count in editing the script and then running it or if I wanted a break I edited the number of seconds I wanted and ran the script I made another interactive menu for that uh, again trying to be very very straightforward and not taking too much time of my work day and being very careful with the with the backups even if even though all the changes seemed pretty straightforward but they always do don't they <laughs> okay so the next uh, change i i faced was um just making available another piece of information that the script was running and i thought i could use I could benefit from it was it was simply showing which Pomodoro we're at well in fact this is a new piece of information that they that the script didn't and I'm mistaken here um, the the thing with this is that I I counted my my Pomodoros with with physical tokens with coins or little stones or something like that it's as the reminder that after four pomodoros the, you have to take an extra extra long break but um having the, the physical items sometimes um, was not very practical it was like another thing i had to remember to bring and also um, it was easy to to get confused especially after a whole day of pomodoros or when you get interrupted in the middle of a pomodoro so the next improvement of my script was that uh, just a number showing which pomodoro are we running at no no more interaction was required because i think that would have like constrained my options too much like if if the pomodoro the script had guessed that okay you just did your your fourth pomodoro so now i'm going to run a long break i, I that wouldn't be practical because Sometimes my Pomodoro series, uh, following serial or stitching, they changed in function of of the workload, the kind of stuff I was working on. Maybe some, sometimes I, I could start a work session with twenty five minutes of break, simply to because I came from the street and need, I needed to chill out before I entered computer mode. So I wanted a, a bit of structure, but just the 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 exact amount of structure, no, no too much constraint. I didn't want to do a complex script just to find that it was too, too stifling. It was stifling my 
my behavior. So yeah, uh, numbers say what Pomodoro you're at was very, very useful for me. Sometimes, uh, depending on things I had to do, maybe I, I could shut the the script and start anew from Pomodoro number one because I was doing something else. I mean, uh, Pomodoro gives you a structure, but you are not married with the structure. Uh, sometimes you have to be creative, depending of, of your work, of your strengths, your priorities, the time available, etc. But it's a great help, a great clutch. But you have to, you are not allowed to disconnect your brain for, for having a, a Pomodoro. You have to value more stuff. Okay, so the next thing I, I found next difficulty I, I found with this with this timer is that sometimes for doing certain stuff I, I needed to to get out of X and then I, I felt resistance because getting out of, of X uh, stopped the Pomodoro timer in the in the middle so in those occasions I, I most of the time what I did was okay I'll, I'll do this after Pomodoro ends to not to not to break the the Pomodoro halfway. But but maybe if if you have to if you have, if I wanted to if I needed to get out of X and there were like twelve minutes left of Pomodoro it was like a bit absurd. And I was becoming in those, in those occasions, it's like you become the servant of the program instead of the other way around. So the solution I found to this kind of problems was uh, creating a new option called um, a interval defined by the user. Uh, very simple to understand, I think, if if I had to get out of of X and then therefore interrupting the Pomodoro, I could simply check, okay, this Pomodoro still had uh, 12 minutes to finish. I could go to X, do my stuff, and, and then run the Pomodoro timer with a, a, interval, uh, a personalized, a customized uh, minutes interval of 12, and then I... I I was continuing the Pomodoro the, in the way in the place where I left it. That was great to to keep on the cadence, uh, the flow that you establish with Pomodoro. In the end, what you want is like a machine, like to get a like a tempo within which you do your stuff. That can be whatever can be can vary a lot along the time, but if you have a standard pattern, it helps a, a lot. Also, this this uh, this option uh, of intervals defined by the user was uh, turned out to have other uses. For for example, no non Pomodoro uses. Sometimes I just need a regular countdown countdown timer, and I can use my Pomodoro timer like that. Or or things like uh, like. What I mentioned before, if I wanted a different break period, for example, 25 minutes of break at some point, uh, 
I, I could do that and, and the interval defined by a user is not considered a Pomodoro. It doesn't increase the Pomodoro count. And this option took me to the next one, which is the idea of modifying which Pomodoro we're at. And I found this neat because the user defined interval doesn't advance, as, like I said, the, the Pomodoro count. So sometimes you need to modify which Pomodoro you're at because something that you've considered a Pomodoro hasn't been computed or the other way around. It's, this is one of those things that uh, it's easier to see it in action than explaining it, but it was a, a great enhancement and very easy to implement too. So at this point, the, the Pomodoro, my Pomodoro timer has become like, become like a beast. Uh, it's been a while since I don't modify it because it's in a very stable form and it's, is part of my workflow and it's quite invisible by now. I I started most of the, most of the times when I restart my computer. I start my Pomodoro timer first thing, and like the Tao Te Ching says, uh, everything that is complex started being simple. I think this script is a good demonstration of of that. Mm. I. I was paying perhaps my bad karma of a lot of bash scripts that I did that were completely useless and I used looked like a good idea but there but then I used them like once or twice and I I I had the like abandoned bash programming when this thing happens and then it's 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 funny because I I don't think I could have planned uh a Pomodoro timer this this consistent but but it's funny how it's it has turned out in uh, with a life of its own just uh, responding to everyday need in, and each the solution of each problem took you to the next level and to the next problem that you were able to solve and uh, I'm pretty proud of it's like I always think that in the in the elder times people built their own houses or built their own tools. Now we don't do that anymore, but we built we build scripts and I always feel a great satisfaction when I can use in my everyday life something that I I've built, I've programmed myself. I think it's it's something that is deep within our DNA, we human beings. We like to make stuff and uh, yeah I, I love it when I make a script that is fruit of my brain and it's useful for me and hopefully sometimes for others so that's uh, how things are in my Pomodoro life which is a life on well it's I to me it's I haven't found anything better for my productivity, and uh, I'm all, I'm I'm already thinking of, of possible modifications for the future. Like for example, 
Um, one thing that probably probably the first thing I will do, which is a, I think I think a very trivial change, is being able to change the kind of bell from visual to to sonic uh, between Pomodoros. I mean, maybe there's you can find yourself in a situation where you've done something in the computer, the Pomodoro has sent it, and then you want, you want to do something in the room, and, and then you need to the bell to be sonic, because you are not looking at the, at the screen. And so that maybe that that's the next option I will implement. It's, I think it's very trivial. Just one menu entry with the echo and read power dynamic duo of the bash menus. And uh, what else? Um, also in the future, another thing I I like to do is making the Pomodoro screen to pop on in. To pop in the screen when the time is over. What happens now is that the screen uh, blackens or or the or the okay sounds. But uh, there is a a period there which is an opportunity for error because sometimes when I'm very tired, maybe I I jump um, straight ahead into into break mode and sometimes I forget to set the 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 Pomodoro menu to to the five or ten minutes break. I just take the break and at some moment on the break I'm checking some superficial stuff in the internet and then I I think hey I haven't this break is like lasting forever and, and then I realize I, I didn't set the the countdown. So it would be easier if the the Pomodoro screen just jumped in front of me when the when the Pomodoro is over. And maybe maybe keeping the sound or, or some kind of black for, for for redundance, but this way if you have the menu in front of you it's very difficult to, to miss it. And then uh, another option I want to I've missed it sometimes, but I, this could take some time before I do it because uh, I'm I'm afraid of making things too complicated and making a a twisted script of something that started so simple. But I sometimes we have found useful this option. The thing is re- reading the Pomodoro technique book. Mm. Cyril goes as far to, as to say that in the 25 minutes of the Pomodoro, you, there's like an inner cycle in which you should take the five first minutes to plan what you're doing, what you're going to do in the Pomodoro, then 15 minutes to do what you've planned, and then the, the last five minutes of the Pomodoro to reflect and revise and go again over what you've done during the Pomodoro. I'd like I'd like to include these three phases within the Pomodoro, and uh, I, but I'd like to be it to be very simple and intuitive. I, one idea I I've thought is it would be like using like color indicators, the screen, for example, in red for the planning phase, in yellow for the doing phase, and then in 
in green for for the reflection phase. Um, I still I still have to think the best way of of doing it. But I, I, sometimes I, I've missed it because, yeah, again, it's it's about uh, dividing, setting, putting stakes on the ground of, of the work you're doing. Otherwise, it's like you are, if you don't uh, divide time in pieces, it's like you're facing the unlimited. It's You need, like, create standard units for your work. And this kind of precision can see a bit obsessing when, you, when you've been through I don't know how many maybe six hundred pomodoros I, I guesstimate I'm guesstimating here but maybe I've been yeah, like six hundred pomodoros by now or something like that. It's like you na- naturally are, are going to feel you are you have out- automated the the basic Pomodoro and, and you can go one step further and do this kind of fancy stuff. But I don't know when will I Add it to the, the script. There are the, the the features are there, and they ca- they will come when the moment comes. I guess they will tell me when their moment comes, like as it has happened before. By the moment, I'm very happy with the ways things have turned. With the script, you'll find a version in the show notes for those who are interested. Again, it's bash one hundred and one and a very clunky script I if you use it I encourage you to improve it in in any way you you feel like that's that's good for your purposes and uh, well that's uh, the state of things in the Pomodoro land mm, thank you everybody for listening to this series I hope you got something out of it and see you in the next podcast. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.